Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Wesson Walker live from ACC tip-off at the Hilton Uptown Charlotte. And it's a who's who for ACC basketball. Seeing everybody show up to the event, getting excited for the tip-off of the college basketball season. We want to hear from you. 704-570-9610. That's the text line. Again, 704-570-9610. Not only does the event, the tip-off, happen today, but the Charlotte Hornets start their season tonight. You can catch that game here on WFNZ. And as we were talking before we got to John Shire, I still just don't understand the way that national pundits are having the Hornets ranked as maybe even the worst team in the NBA. But Salty Pirate brings up a good point, and he's not the only one. There have been a couple people to bring this up. But Salty Pirate writes in, you guys are picking the Panthers to have eight nine ten win seasons and they're one of the worst nfl teams why wouldn't you predict the hornets to make the playoffs again so he's got me questioning everything because he's right we did like with the panthers i did expect them to pretty clearly be better than an 0 six record to start the season yeah with the hornets it's the same thing Now I'm like, okay, do we have blind spots as much? I don't think the Hornets are – I've been telling you all along. I don't think that they're going to be a top 16. If they make the playoffs, it's going to be via the play-in tournament. But is that even too much? Am I missing something? Or is this just normal Charlotte Hornets hate that we've had for the last 10 years, and a lot of it because they just don't win a lot of games except for the one playoff appearance they had in 2016? I mean, I think a lot of it, Walker, is look at the sexy offseason that the Panthers had. You hire Frank Reich, the guy that threw the first ever touchdown pass in the history of your franchise. You trade up to number one to get Bryce Young. You put together the best all-star coaching staff in the NFL. Then you play in a division with the best quarterback is maybe Derek Carr. Like So while we had them as a playoff team, I also think it was with the caveat of, like, with the Hornets, like, we're not saying this is 12-5, and 13-4. This is a team that's got to make the most of the situation, make the most of the opportunities given to them, and maybe they could be a playoff team. All right, so text me, 704-570-9610. Where are my blind spots? Because I'm, i got to have them. I had them with the Panthers about the Charlotte Hornets team. I think the hard thing, Walker, and I mean to cut you off, is it's hard to get it's hard to get fired up and invested just just given the offseason that this franchise had. And you talked about it yesterday. It's mentally draining coming on and talking about the Hornets off the court issues. It would be a lot more. It'd be easier and a lot more fun for us to talk about them if their issues were on the court, like if they just couldn't defend the pick and roll or they couldn't shoot the three ball well. That's not the case. We like we like their pieces and we like their parts when they're whole. But we know Miles Bridges is going to miss the first ten games. We don't know how many more games he could potentially miss after that. You got to worry about Lamelo's injury status after getting getting hurt a year ago. Even though, albeit it was a freak injury, everybody when you sit courtside at a Hornet game, have your have, have your feet tucked in behind you. Yeah, just bring that thing back. I think that's the reason why is that. It's really hard to get excited about a team that had 
another not so great offseason. Yeah, so, you know, and even just continuing to read Salty Pirate text, new coach, new QB. So maybe some of the newness here. And, and new coach, we had Steve Clifford last season. But when we talk about a new coach, it, it is a little bit different, at least with a key player that you have coming back, quote-unquote, in Miles Bridges. And so we'll see what the Charlotte Hornets are able to do as they tip off later on tonight. Speaking of tip-off, we're here at the Hilton Live Uptown, continuing to bring in ACC guest after ACC guest. This time, North Carolina head basketball coach Hubert Davis joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Coach, thanks so much for the time. How are you? Good. How are you doing this morning? What, we're or doing this afternoon? What is it? <laughs> it's this afternoon. Okay. You lose so much time here. Like, you just have no clue what time it is at ACC Media Day. Yeah. It's like the fastest and the slowest hour. We started at 12. <laughs> the fastest and the slowest hour ever. I, I just, would agree with you on that. Yeah, trying to answer the same questions, I'm yeah. sure. And so yeah. we'll try to mix it up a little bit. But we do got to take care of a couple of the main storylines with you guys. Yeah. Just, it's so different. This team, it, you got a couple of players that are returning, super yeah. senior, Armando Baycott, R.J. Davis, that played a huge role on your team last year. But you guys have a lot of transfers guys that are going to be playing key minutes, a new player in Elliot Cadeau who comes in as a freshman. Just how is that going to be for you making that transition? What's this offseason been like for you making that transition from some familiarity with guys returning to now so many different transfers that are a part of the program? Well, I mean, obviously, there, you know, there's been some differences in the offseason this year with so many new players in terms of transfers and freshmen. But, you know, in terms of our approach, in our preparation and our practice that 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 hasn't changed at all you know the foundation of this program has always been about relationships and so you know I always tell the guys that I can't coach them unless I know them and they can't play for me unless they know me so we gotta spend a lot of time together and that doesn't mean spend time TikToking and texting and tweeting it's about <laughs> spending time together in person getting to know each other and so um, even though that uh, we do have seven new players it doesn't feel that way, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. I, I, I feel and we feel like we've been together a long time. I, I've been a part of a number of teams, whether as a, you know, as a player and as a coach. Very few times have I been around a group that genuinely enjoys and wants and desires to be around each other as much as this group. And so it's been a great joy, and um, uh, it's been nice uh, getting ready for the season, and I'm excited to start it. You put an emphasis on TikTok, tweeting, having that camaraderie. Does that come from having a little bit of those problems last year at all and trying to come to fix it from a 180-degree standpoint? How different would you call the camaraderie and some of that focus compared to what it was last year? Well, I think, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it, the goal for us each year for me is for us as a team to reach our full potential. I think in the first year, we did last year that was the disappointment was that we didn't reach our full potential wherever that was i don't know but it wasn't that and so you know there's a number of factors you know you could talk about you know our lack of being able to shoot and you know distribute the basketball but you know i i, I think last year's group you know handling the direction of the noise from the praise and prosperity um you know, at times, sometimes you take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit and forget moments of what it actually took just to get there. 
you know, and you lose sight of that. And so th those are lessons that I think, you know, especially Armando and RJ have learned from last year to this year and just moving forward to see if we can become the best team we can this season. You go back to Selection Sunday, your name's not called, you missed the NCAA tournament. You decide not to go to the NIT. Has the offseason you've had so far justified that decision to put your program in a position to return to the top of the ACC? Well, the reason I make all decisions is I filter it through what is in the best interest of the program. And so my decision, and nothing against um, the the NIT, I, I, I understand the history and the significance of playing in postseason tournaments and the NIT and its rich history and it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of the NIT um, a postseason tournament. I made that decision because I felt like it was the best thing for our team not to participate. I felt like this team needed to get back up and move forward. And so that's why I made a decision. And the offseason was offseason and to prepare us, to put us in a position to get back to where we were, um, not just a couple years ago, but uh, us reaching our full potential as a program and as a team. Coach Williams put together arguably the best, the toughest non-conference schedule year in, year out. I was very interested when you became the head coach, how you were going to build your non-conference schedule. Yeah. I look at it, I see five, six ranked teams that you're going to face in the non-conference. That's not on accident, I'm going to assume. Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, you know, we're in the ACC-SEC challenge, so... Mm -hmm. It is what it is. We're in the C you know, CBS Sports Classic. We're in the Jordan Classic. And before I took the job, we were in the Bahamas tournament. So it is what it is, you know. And so, um, but every year, I, I, I don't know, you know, what other schedule you would want. You, 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 you want to play against the best in the country and you want to see where you are and be able to compete against the best and so it can prepare you for the remainder of the season and so um, we're excited about every year the challenge that we have and um, and see what we can become. North Carolina head basketball coach Hubert Davis joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Alright so it's all about moving forward. Let's move forward talk about some of the players on this squad. I'm excited for Harrison Ingram. I just think he's yeah, such a unique too. style player. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess me there's too. a reason he landed him, right, <laughs> and pursued him. No, he's, he's, he's no joke. Yeah. It feels like he's just such a smart basketball player moving the ball at the forward spot as well. But what does he bring to this team that you might have been missing in previous years? You know, I, I he's brought more than I thought, and I thought he was bringing everything. <laughs> I mean, he's... Um, from an offensive standpoint, his versatility of being a, being able to play both forward positions. He's got great athleticism, quickness, and awareness, and size. Mm -hmm. uh, his passing ability, he's, uh, he's, he's able to score, shoot the ball from outside, also post up, finish around the basket. Uh, the thing that, uh, not to have surprised me, but has blown me away has been his defense. He's got great hands. He's always getting steals and deflections and... He's just really gifted, and his competitiveness is just its at the highest level. And so he's our biggest trash talker, which is uh, – Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's its, it's a good type of trash talking. its uh, It'll get underneath your skin. And, uh, we'll have to ask Armando about oh, that. Oh, he's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard not to laugh in practice, but uh, it comes because he has a passion and desire to be out there on the floor, and I love it. All right, that is the voice of North Carolina's head basketball coach, Hubert Davis, joining us here on Wesson Walker. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Good luck this season. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, big thanks to Hubert Davis.
hopping on with us. We've talked about it a million times, right? It's probably the top storyline that you come into ACC tip-off with. How are they going to bounce back? So one year you get to the championship game. The next year you don't even reach the NCAA tournament. Now you have so much change after you get rid of a guy that has one of the most, maybe the most, iconic shot in North Carolina basketball history. If it's not mo if it's not the most iconic, then it's second to MJ hitting the jump shot against Georgetown. You know, whatever, right? That guy, it seemed like the better decision to move on from the player that produced that moment. And you could hear it, man. I mean, if, if you're listening to Hubert Davis, maybe directly or maybe just reading the tea leaves, maybe having to do some work yourself. I don't know. But I came away with the locker room last year clearly wasn't responding to the success to the level they needed to in order to get back. Hubert Davis is admitting that. He put an emphasis on how close this team is right now. That's been his message, man. Like, Fiddy, you heard it. He was saying how much they're not focused on TikTok and tweeting, and that's what I wanted to know. Why are you bringing that up to me? You know, because I didn't bring that up. And yeah. maybe it's just ACC tip-off and everybody's asking for it, so he's just putting out the blueprint already. But why are you bringing that up to me? Because it feels like that was a real problem last year, and now this foundation is different. It doesn't feel like you have all these new pieces, and so it's going to be fascinating to see. There's what do you no, think? There's just no denying last year that it, it, it didn't work. There was there was not any chemistry on and off the court, and that's why the team went from preseason number one to you know 20 and 13, and, and, and missing the NIT and, and doing all sorts of, of things in the off season that. You're not really used to seeing from a Carolina basketball team, and, and you know when you look at Caleb Love, it's going to be one of the biggest enigmas that 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 and that, that you've ever seen really in college athletics. Because you're right, this guy hit, this guy retired Coach K on the biggest stage in college basketball at the Final Four. He comes back because he wants to win a national championship, and for whatever reason, man. The same, the same ingredients weren't in the water, and it, 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 the same type of success we saw the last six weeks of the year before, we didn't get to experience that, and now you, you basically forced him out of your program after he wanted to come back. The guy, the he guy, did. the guy I wanted know. to come back to North Carolina. He wanted to win a national championship. Yeah. So it, it, it's one of the weirdest and oddest things that I've ever seen. Yeah, interesting interviews there that we've heard, and uh, we'll see exactly how everybody responds. We'll continue to roll through. ACC tip-off. We're saying forget break. When you have Armando Baycott on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, you forget about sometimes the clients that make you money until a little bit later. Just a little bit, Armando. Yes. Just a little bit. He's joining us now to talk about the upcoming North Carolina basketball season. Armando, how's it going, man? It's going great. It's been a long day here, but it's a lot of fun, so I'm glad to be here. You sound tired, man. <laughs> Been up since 6 in the morning, but actually since 5, but you know what? It's all good. All right, so I did want to ask you about a couple of uh, Coach Davis's comments. We just spoke with him literally right before you hopped on. He discussed how there does seem to be a different focus in the locker room this year, how you are getting a different camaraderie despite having so many different pieces, yep. Harrison Ingram, all the transfers. It doesn't feel like these are new pieces. It feels like you guys are a family already. you echo that same sentiment? Definitely. I mean, we brought in a lot of new guys, but those guys came from situations where they weren't happy with the amount of winning they were. I mean, amount of winning they were doing, or how they were playing. And all those guys have come in hungry, and it's kind of gravitated to everyone. And it's been as competitive as it's been since I've been to UNC. He's, he talked about the competitiveness. You know, yeah. he also said Harrison Ingram is the biggest trash talker on the team. Yeah. 
How do you respond to all that? How do you like it? Yeah, Harry, he's definitely <laughs> probably the biggest trash talk. I'm right up there. Me, Ellie, and Zayden, we all like top four. But Harry, he never stops. He's always talking all the time. <laughs> but, I mean, he backs it up, too, so that's, yeah. what, that's what matters. So it, just with all this new change, right, like when you talk about, you know, somebody like Caleb Love, who produced one of the most iconic moments in North Carolina basketball history. You talked about it as a divorce with a yeah. kid, right? Like, what did you mean by that statement, just watching Caleb Love <laughs> go to Arizona and having that close relationship, and now he's playing for a different they team? It got taken so crazy. It was like taken out of context. I know. So That's crazy. what I'm asking you. That's what I'm asking I'm you. you <laughs> so the guy he asked me was like, um, how does it feel like UNC's relationship with Caleb leaving? So I was saying, like, the marriage with a – I mean, a divorce with a kid because he left. But, like, his kid is, like, the big shot he hit and all the great moments that he oh, had. okay. So he has an attachment to UNC forever. And, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate that Caleb still isn't here. But, I mean, like I said, we all love him still. And he'll always be Carolina. He'll come back here. He'll bring his kids to Carolina. He is Carolina. You had, uh, you had a quote after – the, the win over Ohio State at MSG, that you would die for the University of North Carolina. After a 20 we got your quotes ready, Armando. All right, we've done our research. I love it. After a 20-13 and 13 year, you played four years of college basketball. Did you ever consider not coming back for your super senior season? Uh, no, especially not after how last year ended. I mean, it was a no-brainer. I knew I wanted to come back because I didn't want to leave Carolina with that's the last thought that the fans had of me. I mean, I'm a winner, and I love this school, and I don't want to leave it in a – Worse place than when I got here. You also mentioned that two of the four biggest trash talkers on the team are freshmen. Can you talk about the impact that Elliot Cadeau and Zayden High are going to have on this year's team? They're going to be great. They both will play. Uh, Zayden, he does all of the little things, and he's not afraid to get in there and get dirty. He's physical. He rebounds. He scores around the paint, which are all great qualities. And then uh, Elliot, I mean, we all know who he is. He was the number one point guard coming out of high school, really talented, can pass can do it all. So, I mean, we're excited for both of them, and they both will be huge com uh, contributors to the team. All right, I want to go back to that comment that, you know, Fiddy brought up. So, when you're discussing your love for the university, how you didn't want to leave that bad taste in Hills fans' mouth, you talk about how you bleed Carolina blue. What's funny is perhaps an unintended consequence of that is Heels fans want you to have individual success yeah. because of how much you love the team. And so, of course, you're going to look to play professional basketball yeah. after this. How much of this is, without sacrificing team success, I don't mean yeah. that, but how much is this season about your individual growth after Carolina basketball? Yeah, I mean, it means everything. Because, I mean, first and foremost, obviously, I want to win a national championship. I want to get my jersey retired. But I also, too, want to go to the NBA. And I know in order to do that, i got to have a great season. The team has to have a great season. So a lot of what I'm doing this year is being selfish but in a good way and I yeah. know me being my best and me being as selfish as possible it'll bring the team up. How much how hard is that to balance? Alright, here's the advice that I get on how to make it into the NBA and be successful and here's what's different and maybe what I need to do yeah. that counteracts that with Carolina basketball. Is that hard? Is, is there a difference there when you try to measure it? Yeah, I mean it's definitely somewhat of a difference but like at the same time, too, like, I'm here to win, and that's the main focus, and win and take care of everything. All-time leading rebounder at the University of North Carolina that's produced a lot of great rebounders. What does that mean to you individually? I mean, for me, that was just surreal. I never would have thought I'd be able to break any record that Tyler Hansborough set. And You're to about even, to shatter it, yeah, Armando. To, I mean, yeah, I kind of <laughs> shattered it. You already did. You're right. And yes, I didn't check me. nowhere near as many games yeah. as he played. Oh, talk yeah. it. Check me then, yes. So, like, I mean... <laughs> it's great. I mean, 
Hansborough is a great person. I mean, playing against him, just like how competitive, how physical, like the edge he plays with, it's something that I tried to take from him just in those summers playing against him. And I'm just glad to be in the same conversation as him. This time a year ago, preseason number one, landside, or, you know, big favorites to win the ACC. This year you're going to be flying under the radar internally in that locker room. R.J. Davis, he's back. How much do you all talk about winning a national championship? All the time. When you come to Carolina, that's the first thing, number one on our bulletin board is winning a national championship, and that's something that we're trying to get to. Obviously, two years ago, you came so close and don't get it done, so we just really want to get it done. That's Armando Baycott. We'll leave you alone, man. Go get some rest since you've been Appreciate up since 6 a.m. It's different. Joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Good luck this season. Appreciate Armando hopping on with us on Wesson Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. All right. We're way past due for a break, but that's what happens at these events. Let's take a break now. Let's come back. Let's recap Hubert Davis's comments. Let's recap Armando Baycott's comments. And then maybe we welcome Mike Young, too. He's on the schedule. We might need a break, but we'll try to welcome Virginia Tech head basketball coach Mike Young. It's all still to come on Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Wesson Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And Fiddy just got to talk to a couple of North Carolina prominent figures. Hubert Davis hopping on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Armando Baycott to follow. I thought some interesting comments. We've been getting some good comments from everybody today. I think it's been interesting to hear what they feel coming into the college basketball season ahead. I'll start with you, Fiddy, host of the Four Corners podcast. You can find it on the Heel Tough blog website. That's I correct. Believe. All right, so there you go. All of that good stuff. What are you going to be taking away and putting on the website? Oh, uh, the first thing, I did not make Hubert Davis awkwardly laugh, so I failed at, at, at my mission for a second year. He did laugh with us, though. He did laugh at you uh, okay, or so with you. Got so, it. you know, it's I, not I the same as my question okay. getting him to laugh. Gotcha. I, I think the biggest thing is that um, for a team that doesn't have the expectation of winning a national championship from the national media, they're confident that they're going to be really, really good because there is a different competitive fire that exists within this group. And I think as a Carolina fan that has lived and died with this program for 15 years, that was the toughest thing to watch last year during a disappointing season, was watching a team with all the expectation in the world go through the motions and just not care half the time when you're losing four straight games in December and you, I'm running a promo of you freaking out. You know, because no one expect no one expected that. So, um, really excited. They, they, I watched their scrimmage two weeks ago. They got a, they got a nice squad. They got a scrimmage this week coming up. It's going to look different, but we're going to see Carolina basketball in Hubert Davis's eyes for the first time. And for Tar Heel fans, you should be excited about what that's going to look like. 
What about from Armando Baycott discussing the Caleb Love saga? So here we are. I, I wanted to finish some of those thoughts, too, before Armando hopped on with us. Because it is so weird to see, right? I think for the most part, there was this unspoken nature people were operating under about Caleb Love being the problem. Caleb Love off of the court being the guy that was a malcontent or mm -hmm. that just not even a malcontent, but it was just if it wasn't going to be his way, then he wasn't going to abide by playing off ball alongside R.J. Davis. Well, then we get the report from Brendan Marks on The Athletic that R.J. didn't want to be on the Jerry West award watch list because he thought it might take away from people's perception that he's a point guard. Yeah. And he wants to be a point guard in order to get to the next level. And then you have this write-up about Caleb Love wanting to come back. And Caleb asked what Hubert Davis' opinion on his future is. And Hubert said, I don't know. Mm. And if Caleb wants to come back, I, th I think the real problem with Caleb was that his shot selection was pretty terrible. And on the court, with a terrible shot selection, and you not hitting said shots, it's going to be tough for you to welcome him back with open arms, despite having some of those great memories. And I think that goes to show you, if you can't look past enough of the memories that he created against Duke in the Final Four, that means all of sports is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately scenario. That's everything. Caleb Love is leaving after retiring Coach K a couple times, right? Like, now it, it's all about what have you done for me lately, and we didn't get to the tournament, so you got to go. And Hubert Davis felt that way, and I don't know if Armando felt that way, to be honest with you, the way that he was talking, but he is, and it seems like they're embracing this challenge, but it's certainly a new one. Yeah, no, I mean, it was just a situation, and it was a relationship that, in the eyes of the head coach, it had, it had run its course. And the more that I read and I listen and I dissect what went wrong last year, because I do that uh, for, my, for my podcast, it was a group that didn't have the right mindset entering the year. They were they were distracted by the wrong things because they cared more about individual goals than the team goals. And so that's what you're hoping is different this year with everybody, whether it comes from Armando Baycott, R.J. Davis, the head coach, Hubert Davis. It, it does not matter. You would like to think that they're bought in on the ultimate team goal because I believe it, because there's a track record that, that, that backs it up. If you take care of yourself, or if you take care of the name on the front of the jersey, that name will take care of your name on the back, and you will reach all the goals you want to, you want to reach as a professional basketball player. We're going to try to cover it all here at ACC Tip-Off. Kevin Keats set to join us later on. Steve Forbes in the 2 o'clock hour. And coming up next, Virginia Tech head coach Mike Young set to hop on the mic all on Wes and Walker. We'll take a quick break and come back with plenty more. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Weston Walker. Josh Fitty Marlowe filling in for Wes at least for the next 20 minutes. We're vibing. We're having a good time at the Hilton Uptown ACC tip-off. 
talking a lot of college basketball. It's funny how it ramps up, man. We don't talk a ton of it, and then boom, the whole show is about college basketball besides a couple of segments here and there that is today having great interviews with john shire tyrese proctor hubert davis armando baycott if you missed any of them or if you just want to hear them again go to the website wfnz.com click on the wesson walker tab it's going to be busy now usually you're dynamic enough to have those things up and running immediately are you dynamic enough to do that on a remote location, or the people going to have to wait just a little bit longer? You know, the powers that be are not allowing me to be as dynamic as I want to be. So <laughs> that, an- else's fault, that yes. answer right now is no, but uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it's all hands on deck because when the station is out of the building, you you got to bring in a, a multiple reinforcements. So long day for Floundy, Shrops on the board, Smokes in there. But we're going to have all the coverage you want because ACC, uh, ACC tip-off is one of the best days of the year. All right, so as we continue on, Mike Young set to join us in just a moment. We'll see if the Virginia Tech basketball coach hops on with us in a little bit. But I did want to mention some Carolina Panthers conversation today. If you go to ESPN and you click on the NFL tab, oftentimes they'll have the insiders going back and forth on the rumors that they're hearing. Trade deadline rumors, whether guys could be on the move or not. And the Carolina Panthers have been mentioned quite a bit over the last – I'd say a couple weeks now, and if you look at Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano, both ESPN NFL insiders, here's what they talk about regarding Carolina. So it's clear that Denver is open for business, and Carolina could be active as well if the Panthers receive enough interest in cornerback Dante Jackson and safety, injured safety that is, Jeremy Chin. Graziano responds to Jeremy Fowler and says the big name in Carolina, of course, to watch is edge rusher Brian Burns, but teams are being told he's not available, which is interesting. The Bayard trade has people wondering how far Tennessee will take this. They've heard Derrick Henry's name, for example, kicked around a little bit in the offseason. We'll see if he's on the move. Those are some other big names. We know about Jerry Judy. People have thrown his name out there as a potential target for the Carolina Panthers at the trade deadline. But I think the key sentence in all of that is that Panthers, Scott Fitterer, whoever's making the decision, they're telling teams no, that Brian Burns is not available. So a couple things this tells me. One, they might be telling the truth, that he's just flat out not available. Mm -hmm. Or that they're squeezing him for every little drop of value that he has. Which makes sense, because the closer you get to the deadline, that's when teams start to get what they want. Or, if you're a buyer, then teams are willing to give up a little more in order to make a deal. Whether it be pressure from the fan base, whether it be internal pressure actually to compete this season. So I do wonder, it, I, I read that sentence, and I don't think that Brian Burns is completely off the table. What it does tell me is that they're not going to settle for anything less than 100 cents on the dollar. And that's why I I am comfortable enough, at least, that they are going to get good value from Brian Burns if they decide to trade him. I just wonder if he's not if he's not if he's not tradable. If you're not going interested in trading him, why have you not paid him? That 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 that's the, that, question. That's the biggest question I, that needs to be answered because you turned down a king's ransom for him last year, but you yet yet you still haven't paid him. That, that, that needs to be answered as to why, and, and, and until we get that, we're going to worry or wonder what his future does look like here in Carolina. I think Brian Burns, obviously, it's the biggest name. I just don't know if Jeremy Chin is going to be traded after the injury that he suffered. I think Dante Jackson is someone also that 
he could be on the move, but he's banged up. Even if he's not technically right now injured, he is banged up, and it's going to be tough to move a couple of injured guys, especially if you want to see their impact this season, as you would think an opposition would want. All right, let's go back to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and welcome Mike Young, Virginia Tech Hokies head basketball coach. He joins us here on Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Coach, thanks so much for the time. How are you? Good, fellas. Hope you're well. Thanks for having me. We are indeed. We appreciate your time and I want to ask you just looking at your team the last couple of years coach it feels like your team is the one that wasn't talked about a ton but everybody was scared to death of <laughs> like that's that's what it felt like the last couple of seasons I hope, I hope you think that's a good thing I, um, I do I do yes well you won the conference tournament a couple of years ago 22 23 and even still this past season it felt like nobody really wanted to play you because of that success that you had now it feels like you're a really deep team. How would you compare this team compared to the past two years? I, I need Walker. I need some more time. <clears throat> um, in this era of uh, the transfer portal and uh, new new faces, you know, we're always adding five, six, seven uh, new new people, and uh, there's a lot of things to iron out as you uh, as you move along. Now it's a long season. Um, and uh, you know different uh, terminology, different style of play, uh, but uh, we're on a good course. I do feel that way, and uh, enjoying working with this team. How do you feel about your depth overall this year? I really like our depth. I uh, really like our depth. Now, you know, it was one thing to uh, communicate depth. Uh, it's another thing for that depth to rise to the top and help you win games. Um, you know, I do feel good about it. Uh, Jaden Young, freshman. Uh, there's so so many others, but um, you know, uh, guard, rebound, share the ball. Um, I would love to play Walker. I would love to play nine to ten players. I've done that at times in my career, and I enjoy doing it. I think it's it's um, healthy for your team. Uh, but as I told our team yesterday, maybe it was Saturday, we will play as many people that give us a chance to uh, win, and uh, I think uh, I'm going to reserve judgment until I've got a few more, uh, a bigger sample size. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to ask you about. What does the sample size have to look like? If you want to run 9 or 10, when are you looking to make that decision based off of how the players are performing for you? Yeah, you know, I mean, it'll be be quick. Um, That's the easiest thing in the world for me, I've I've always thought, is who, who, who helps us win, and that's... You know who helps us win is um, is who's going to play. Who's going to get the lion's share of the minutes? Um, you know we've got some really tough races. We've got some uh, a couple of guys at a couple of different spots that are neck and neck. Um, uh, that's going to take another two three weeks to uh, to to figure itself out. But uh, but we'll get there. What? newcomer whether transfer or incoming freshman is going to have the biggest impact on your team this upcoming season no. <clears throat> I want to say Robbie Barron, Makai Long two people uh, Robbie came from Northwestern uh, Makai came from uh, Old Dominion uh, they're smart uh, they've been coached Northwestern at Chris Collins and Jeff Jones at, uh, at uh, Old Dominion, Tyler Nickel has uh, done well, we recruited Tyler very hard coming out of high school um you know and there are a couple others but uh, those are three that come to mind simply because they've done it they've seen it uh they've been a part of another program um and um 
you know, uh, better prepared initially to uh, to help us go, to help us win. <clears throat> we have Mike Young joining us here, Virginia Tech men's basketball coach on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Here we are talking about replacing some players. Justin Mutz, what a great player he was for yeah. you the yeah. last couple of years. Is that one where you're looking for an individual player to help you out, or are you just going to kind of do it by committee? I, I'm going to have to do it by committee. He was um, he was he was a very very good player, uh, great great passer. He was. Um, he was a, an outstanding uh, defensive player. He could guard a guard and and not not budge. And he did a he did a he he was terrific. Great rebounder. Um, and I love coaching him. Uh, he had three great years for us. Uh, I feel you know uh, blessed to have had him in a Virginia Tech uniform for as long as we did and uh, he's in Asia now playing and doing very very well we're proud of him yeah uh, after <clears throat> signing with the summer league team for a while now he's out playing professional basketball fun player to watch fun team to watch the last couple of seasons yeah excited to see you guys this year that's coach thanks, Mike Young guys. joining thank us you. on the Body Works Plus guest hotline we appreciate it coach thanks guys thanks for having me I wish you well absolutely best same, wishes same to you best wishes to you coach as well that is Mike Young again Hokies basketball coach hopping on I don't feel like that was a stretch right like to lead in with that interview where Okay, here's a team where the record might not show it. Every single time a team would face Virginia Tech, hey, don't sleep on the Hokies. Hey, remember what they did last year? They're really talented. They got Justin Mutz. They got Hunter Couture. They're really dangerous. Nobody wanted to play them. And so now you lose somebody like Justin Mutz, but I still, that coach, and I, I didn't say this to him. I, I wish I would have just to see how he'd respond. I think if you take a lot of ACC sickos, and you put them in a room and you say, rank the best head coaches in the league. I think Mike Young would be a, a guy that's featured a lot in the top four. Yeah. I feel like that's how it would be. Yeah, no, there is absolutely no denying that. Coach, how are you? Yeah. All right, so here, you you said on that thought. We'll come back to it. Now we got to go back to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. As we always do, it is a busy, busy day. We welcome Kevin Keats, NC State basketball coach, to Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Coach, how are you doing? You know what? I'm good. I'm sorry that I interrupted that thought y'all had. I know no, y'all were in a deep conversation, but uh, really glad to be here. All right, so here's the conversation. You, If you want to try your radio chops out, yeah. it's hosting, right? Yeah. So here's the conversation. We just had a combo with Mike Young. It feels like all the ACC sickos out there, if they were to rank a bunch of the coaches, they feel like Mike Young, one of the tacticians, always somebody that you can never be too comfortable with facing a Virginia Tech basketball team. What kind of words do you have about Mike Young? Mike the way does he a goes? great job. Yeah. He does. Um, his teams always play tough, and then they're hard to prepare for. And, you know, that says a lot about him as a coach. All right, so there you go. That was our conversation. Yeah, we I were like having it. that. See? Yeah. Um, now, you got to the NCAA tournament last year. Clearly, you accomplished something you didn't the year prior. You got to the NCAA tournament. Now, how do you build off of that, even with somebody returning, important like DJ Burns, with all the post-up opportunities in the world, even running your offense through him? Yeah. How's, how can you build off well, of that? It, it's tough. And, and, look, I don't take uh, last year for granted at all. And here's why. Not only did we make the tournament, it's really tough to make the tournament, especially the amount of teams that we've been getting in. And so we were one of five teams in our league which is deserving of maybe eight, nine, maybe even ten teams. But we don't take it for granted. Um, DJ Burns was a, a huge um, part of that success. You know, the growth that he had from the way he started the season to the way he ended it, I thought it was tremendous. Uh, we kind of used him as a, a kind of a, a, you know, more of a point center. 
you know, he was a guy that could score the basketball if we needed to, but he also could make the right play if he had to, if he got doubled in the post. Almost like a little Jokic light. Is that fair to say? Oh. I mean, we could compare. <laughs> just, hey, hey, he's played well. Yeah, what's been what's been the reason for his growth? Because it does feel like I, I watched him at Winthrop. You know, covering him quite a bit, watching him in that conference transitioning to NC State, and it does feel like he's a lot more involved. How you'll run your offense through him? Just how much has he grown since he's been in your program? I think I think confidence says everything. Okay. Uh, you see him walking around here. He's a tremendous personality. Um, he's got the sunglasses on. You know, he, uh, I think he's trying to get an NIL deal, I think. (laughs) But, you know, he's grown both on and off the court. I think that's what really makes him special. He believes in his ability. He's confident in who he is. And through all of that, he's really helped us win games. I want to talk about his passing, Coach, because I think for him to be, you know, his size. He's he's one of the best passers. You've been you've been coaching the game of basketball for a long time. You said he's a point center. As a passing big man, how does he compare to former big men you've coached during your time as a as a coach? You know, he's a talented passer and, and it's crazy because if you you pick up a, a stat sheet, you're going to say, "Well, he's got a negative assist to turnover ratio." Mhm. It's not his pat. It's the ones that he make that are on point on time, and he he really burns you when when you expect him to, um, you know, not to make the great pass. And I think that gives our team a different dimension. Where a lot of times when you throw the ball inside to a post guy, because they don't touch it as much, they feel like they got to score the ball, so they're never passing it out. And what makes him good is that he is a willing passer. You lost your backcourt, no Terquavion Smith, no Jarkel Joyner. How have you uh, prepared to re- replace such production because they're a big part of why your team went to the tournament a year ago? Well, thanks for reminding me of that. Um, <laughs> it's the least I could do because you interrupted my great point when you I sat know, down. I know. I mean, thank, you know, we lost two really good players. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, maybe generational guys or maybe guys that we won't see in a while. Uh, but we went out and I think we got some really good players. Now, they will completely do it in a different way. Uh, the only guy that's going to remind you of uh, to Quavion Smith and Jarkel Joyner and the way he plays a little bit is DJ Horn. But, you know, we got Michael O'Connor, who's really good from Stanford. You got Jaden Taylor from Butler. You got MJ Rice. And then we got the two guards who were back who had to play against those two guards um, last year, and Breon Pass and LJ Thomas. Is it too far of a stretch to say that you guys will have to undergo an identity shift without those two guards? Well, I don't know that it's uh, a stretch to say that because we don't know what we don't know. And it's going to be different. Uh, you know, we're going to play different. We're going to play more people. You know, those guys were good enough where you needed them on the floor for 32, 33, 34, 35 minutes a game. And I don't know that we're going to see that with this group. I think we got a bunch of 25, 26 minutes a game guys. You know? Well, and that's what I was just asking, actually, with Mike Young. I think a lot of the, the previews on you is and NC State's team is that you guys do have depth, that yes. you guys feel very good about that. How different is that from years past, and how confident are you in just the amount of talent you have on the roster? We've had it before, uh, but we just never were able to finish with it. You know, we've had it, and we had some, unfortunately, injuries and everything else. And so, knock on wood, I hope this team can stay healthy um, and be able to play everybody like we want to.
That is NC State men's head basketball coach Kevin Keats joining us here at ACC Tip-Off. It was always, it's always fun to talk to you. Coach, we really appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks, you guys, for having me on. Absolutely. All right. Uh, there is another guest off the checklist. We keep on moving. We have an hour to go here on Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep it right here. Wes should be joining us in just a moment, and then we'll move on for the next hour. Steve Forbes still on the slate to talk to us once again here at ACC Tip-Off Live Uptown.